Hi, I'm Michelle Lombardi. I'm one of the directors of primary care at Wessex LMCs. I'm here today at the practice manager update day in Swindon and I've got Sharni Baker with me and I'll let Sharni introduce herself. Hi Michelle, um, my name's Sharni Baker from LMC Law. So we're just going to do a bit of an update today on employment law and just a general um, law update. So Sharni, uh, what are practices coming to you um, with queries on? My goodness, a raft of issues where employment law is concerned. It's not just at practice level anymore. Uh, we're talking about um, uh, salary GPs and disputes. We're talking about um, practice staff, particularly practice managers, because so much pressure is on them. They seem to be falling over backwards, um, and that's creating issues within practices. And we've also got the issues around staff sharing and PCNs. So lots and lots of queries and lots of stress Absolutely. So are there any disputes that you would be able to give us some hints and tips on um, for practices and how to manage? I think the management of disputes has to go right back to square one. You've, you've got to make sure that when you're recruiting staff initially, you're doing it properly. And that means the basics. It's going back to their basics of getting good references. And there are lots of people that are not doing that. Um, they're taking people on on recommendation. Um, they're forgetting to put them on probationary periods. They're forgetting to set out in writing what that probationary period looks like in terms of terms and conditions. And people seem to be afraid of dealing with staff issues because it obviously becomes very personal. Um, I think people need to have good contracts of employment in place and also very important, and people keep making this mistake and they made it for years and years, that when there is an issue with a member of staff, deal with it early on, don't let it fester, don't let it drag on, deal with it early on. And if you have to put a process in place or you have to give um, a warning or even just an informal chat, commit it to writing and make a record of it. It makes things so much easier later on. And if practices have any queries, they can always um, go to their HR support or the LMC office also um, will help as well. So, 31st of January is fast approaching, Brexit will be upon us. Will there be any implications around employment law for practices? No, I don't think, think so, not straight away. And nothing is going to change in employment law and indeed any other legislation for some time. Um, some of the cases that usually are appealed to the European Court of Justice eventually won't go there, obviously, there'll be changes there. Um, but we are unfortunately stuck with things like 2P, Transfer of Undertakings, Protection of Employment Legislation, and all the other things that have come out of Europe. So we need to just wait and see how that develops. Okay. So we're getting uh, numerous queries around mergers, and I wonder if you've got any hints and tips that you could share with practices on this process, because it's a huge undertaking for practices to go through. It is, and I think sometimes when practices want to merge, they're so keen on merging their backroom services and getting their contracts merged or you know, sorting out what's happening with partners, they forget that none of this is going to work unless the staff are fully on board. And step one in any merger is to make sure that the merging parties or practices actually do a little bit of due diligence on um, the staff of the other side. So that means asking the right questions, you know, not just about how many staff and how much they're getting paid, you know, what's their turnover of staff like? Um, are people going off sick regularly? Um, are there any grievances, disciplinaries, any other issues that might be lurking in the background? Because 
the taking over practice or the merging practices need to know that in order to know how to deal with it going forward. Absolutely. We also say it's quite important for the two practices to share the same vision and the same ethos and, and their work ethic because actually we find that you, you'll get a bit, you know, way down the line and that, that's the one key thing that can scupper a merger. You know, we're so used to seeing this. Um, I always have um, a sort of a laugh with my team. We go into a meeting with a couple of practices that want to merge and within about five minutes um, of being in the room we can tell whether this merge is going to work or not. The hearts and minds have to be in the right place. People have to be willing to make some compromises. And it's very obvious when it's not going to work. Absolutely. And we do quite a lot. So the LMC do a lot of work with practices around mergers and can always help facilitate any discussions that might need, need to take place. So if you've got any questions, please you know, make contact with the office. And we also have a merger pack on our website, which can also be quite helpful. And it gives you some hints and tips, checklists, um, things you need to consider that you might not have done. Um, Shani, my final question is around partnership agreements. Yes. We find um, a number of practices don't always have these in place and it would be really helpful to talk through a bit about the importance of these. Um, I think we've been talking about getting a partnership agreement ever since I was at the BMA and that was sort of back in 2004. Um, and it, it's not just about getting a partnership agreement which is really important because that's the only document that partners have to regulate um, how they operate between them but it's about keeping the agreement updated and because there have been rafts of changes in all sorts of legislation that have had impacts on practices they forget that they need to go back to their partnership agreement every year a couple of years just to check it over to see whether or not it's still fit for purpose and it's been updated properly. And can I just say that doesn't mean getting a whole new agreement. Sometimes, and in most cases, it means just getting a quick addendum, which is like a, a slap-on bit of a document that you can add to your partnership agreement rather than have the whole thing redrafted. But yes, they have to get a partnership agreement and it's got to be validly signed by all current partners. Um, and even those practices that have got agreements forget that they've got to get all the partners to sign it. So if partners are leaving and joining, um, they'll find that their partnership agreement um, isn't valid if, if everyone hasn't signed it appropriately. So when partners leave um, and they need to be taken off of the partnership agreement, does that dissolve the partnership agreement or can they just simply remove partners from it no. and then re-signing? Absolutely, I get what you're saying. No, they don't have to dissolve it. It's, um, the, the partnership agreement doesn't always work hand in hand with core contracts but the way that your GMS or PMS agreement will work it allows partners to join and leave the contracts without actually disrupting the partnership or the contractor as we know them to be. Um, so no, all it means is that you just have to have a very simple document which I believe we've provided to Wessex LMCs um, as part of our package to you so that people can just fill that document in and reflect the change by signing it appropriately. And we've got some guidance notes attached to that document that we provided you. So that should help your constituents. Brilliant. Well, I hope you found this useful. Any further information, you can always reference our Wessex LMC's website or also you can contact the office.